Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's like fantasy football. Fantasy football. Fantasy. It's time for One Dude with a Fantasy. 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 One dude with just one fantasy. Okay. Tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. Bo Johnson gives you the latest fantasy football updates, picks, and more to make sure your team is a winner. Look, I don't know what sort of twisted fantasy you've concocted. One dude with a fantasy is on. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Now, here's Bo Johnson. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Welcome to One Dude with a Fantasy. Garrett, we're gonna have to. I, I was like waiting on some kind of other like uh, music bed to drop or something. We're gonna have to like change that. That's kind of I don't know. That's just a weird. I don't know why I didn't notice it last week. Maybe we could just throw a music bed in and just cut the. You know, after big voice guy says yeah, my name or whatever, just big cut it off guy. and play something more exciting. I love big voice guy. Yeah, man, big voice guy is great. Great individual. Shout out Steve. Hey, so uh, welcome to uh, one dude with a fantasy. I am that dude. I am Bo Johnson. You are listening here on ninety nine The Game. This is a fantasy football show, so you're welcome to join us at any time. Phone lines open, 404-726-0929. That is also the Solemn Brothers Diamond text line. You can give me a shout on there. Any questions that you have about your fantasy football lineups this week, DFS lineups this week, any general philosophical fantasy football questions that you might have, we are loaded up for the next hour. Of course, uh, what had happened was, and I told you so, is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Then we're going to talk about a few uh, fantasy football questions that you may have as regards to certain players this early uh, early in the season. We're going to go over Thursday night football. We're going to run down the injury report. Then, of course, we've got fire and ice. So um, before we get started with fantasy football, though, look, it's early. But there are certain things that make – Getting up this early and come to work, enjoyable. For one, it's dark outside, and it just so happens that this morning, the skies were clear. All right, Garrett, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a pretty big nerd. I'm a very big astronomy geek. Uh, that's why I'm such a big Star Wars fan. They kind of go hand in hand. I love Star Wars, man. You know, um, I took I took astronomy intro to astronomy last semester, and I'm a biology major. So this is a, not. A, I don't want to call it a waste. It doesn't go anywhere near my. It's my something you major. love, man. It it's is something you love. That's okay. Look, I I got my astronomy merit badge when I was a when I was a Boy Scout. So all right, so it's right up my alley. When it's dark on a clear sky, just about any freaking night, every night, you can see Venus. You just don't know that you're looking at Venus. 
So right now, Garrett Chapman, out to your right, up in the sky, is Venus. Venus is always the brightest object in the sky, no matter what. You can always, almost always see Venus, Venus in the northern hemisphere because Venus is pretty close to us, and we travel around the sun right around the same rate-ish. Uh, Venus is super close, always the brightest object in the sky. It's not Polaris, the North Star. Polaris is just itself because it stays in the same place, but it's nowhere near the brightest object in the sky. So Venus is out right now shining at you, waving. So for all you uh, astronomy nerds out there, go look outside. You can still see Venus. I don't know what direction that is. We're in Colony Square. It's off to my left and Garrett's right, if that helps you out at all. So, all right, real quick, got to eat some crow from last week. What had happened was, look, these are the calls that I make that didn't turn out in my favor. Now, take into account, this is weeks one, weeks one through four, I think, whenever the buys start in week five, if I'm not mistaken. You're pretty much laying chalk in fantasy football, but people get injured. You do have questions at your flex spot. So, look. You have to be under the understanding that in any given week in a 10-team league, there are a minimum of 20 wide receivers started. In three wide receiver leagues, there's 30-plus flex spots, and the same goes with running backs, so on and so forth. So this is not a know-all, end-all, me telling you to that a player is on fire, a player is on ice. It's just you know lowering or raising your expectations. You know, you're the one that ultimately makes a decision on your team. So what had happened was Josh Kelly – Replacing Austin Eckler, rushed the ball 13 times, which is a decent amount of work, but only got 39 yards, did not score last week. He only got you 3.9 fantasy points. Here's what I can take away from that. Josh Kelly is not Austin Eckler. Newsflash, he's nowhere near as good as Austin Eckler now. However, Josh Kelly will continue to get work. There is a much brighter outcome, I believe, for Josh Kelly this week. He is facing the Minnesota Vikings. They have given up 330 rush yards through two games. That's, uh, 100 and f- that's, that's 175 or something like that. Jesus, math is hard. Um, it's a lot. So Minnesota Vikings thus far do not have a great rush defense. In the first week, they faced the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans do have a great rush defense. They're top three in the NFL. So what had happened was Josh Kelly didn't really work out for you. Now, what had happened was also – it is still early in the fantasy football season. It's kind of – we're not really going to know exactly what teams' defenses are until about a month through the season. So through week one, the Denver Broncos looked like they had a pretty good rush defense, and we weren't quite sure how the workload for the Washington Commanders was going to divvy up. What had happened was I was icing Brian Robinson last week. Well, that was a pretty big mistake if you benched him because of me. Apologies. But it is still your decision. Brian Robinson last week, 18 rushes for 87 yards and two touchdowns. Look, you don't want to chase touchdowns ever. By by me saying that, I mean that Brian Robinson is not going to score two touchdowns every week. And just because a player scores a touchdown doesn't necessarily mean they had a great fantasy week. Sometimes that just means you got bailed out by the touchdown. If somebody's And i got a great example of that here in a little bit. 18 rushes, 87 yards for Brian Robinson. Look, we know exactly where the workload's going for the commanders. We thought that with Antonio Gibson having such a great training camp, he was going to be this uh, third-down guy out and you know catch passes out of the backfield. Brian Robinson is actually catching some passes out of the backfield. The workload is about 60-40 Brian Robinson, 
to Antonio Gibson. So, yeah, Brian Robinson's the guy, and until further notice, just continue to start him. Look, he's got uh, Buffalo this week, which is a much tougher matchup, but it's not a horrible matchup. The Bills are still, look, only through two games, small sample size. The Bills have given up 238 yards through two games. That's, you know, 115-ish per game. So, be that whatever you will. Will be competitive game versus the Buffalo Bills, I think, semi-competitive anyway, and probably till the second half. But Brian Robinson will be the guy. And if for whatever re- reason, if they have, if they happen to have a leader, it's a close game in the second half. You can guarantee it that they're going to lean on Brian Robinson there some more. All right, so these next two kind of fall into the whatever category that uh, Brian uh, Gebhardt and I invented last season. Look, whatevs. Uh, we have some calls that that we say ice or we say fire, and they kind of teetered on the edge there. I told you to ice George Pickens because he did not have a great matchup versus the Browns last week. Okay, he had four receptions. Now, he did turn one of those receptions into like an 80-yard touchdown. So he had four receptions for 127 and a touchdown. He ended up getting you 22.7 points. Great showing by George Pickens against a very difficult matchup as the Browns do have a good defense. So, look, whatever. If you did, If you started George Pickens, good for you. He didn't get the workload, though, that you're looking for for a viable wide receiver, too, which is where George Pickens was drafted. So, whatevs, 22.7 points. Congratulations if you start him. I don't think – I think I have George Pickens on one team in one league, and I did not start him. I think I started – I don't remember who it was. So, not a great week this week versus the Raiders. The Raiders have only given up – or the Raiders have only given up 216 air yards per game, so not a great matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who do not look great through two games. One more here. This one's kind of fun because this is one of my uh, my favorite guys. You're going to hear about this one all the way at the end of the show. I have amended one of my brave predictions. Going to ask uh, Abe Gordon since he's going to be here and Garrett before they get ready for college football game time. I got permission from Eric Slaughter last week to amend one of my brave predictions. I just want to run that through y'all just to make sure that y'all are okay with it, but I think you will be. So anyways, Garrett Wilson versus the Dallas Cowboys. I told you to ice Garrett Wilson. Until further notice, this New York Jets team, you're pretty much going to ice everybody. But Garrett Wilson, look, Garrett Wilson is still a, t- a top talent. Garrett Wilson is almost quarterback proof. That goes until that quarterback is Zach Wilson. All right, so look, Garrett Wilson had two receptions last week. Two. Not going to get much better, I'm afraid, moving forward. Two receptions, but he did have 83 yards and a touchdown. He got you 16, point, uh, 16 points, so whatever. Uh, I told you so. These are the, the ones that I nailed. Look, I told you to ice Brees Hall. Brees Hall got you four rushes for nine yards. That's .9 fantasy points. Up next, they got the Patriots do the New York Jets. 121 yards per game with the Patriots. Look, I told you all before the season started, I'm not a big Brees Hall fan. He had a good week in week one because he had a long run. And he had uh, a pretty significant amount of yardage, but with only 10 carries. He was only on the field for 17 plays. I tried to warn you all a little bit. Ice Brees Hall. And, look, it's going to be a game-to-game matchup going forward. I would would probably temper my expectations for Brees Hall in the season. I told you, guys coming back from ACL, not a fan. Also, New York Jets with Garrett Wilson – or with uh, Bryce Wilson. Sorry to put that on your name, Garrett. Um, Also not a fan of you either. Told you so. Told you to ice Cam Akers, but Cam Akers didn't even freaking uh, dress out for the game. Then he got traded. So there you go. Kyron Williams has turned up to be the uh, superstar in that backfield. I did tell you to fire up Gus Edwards. Told you so. 10, 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Got you 12 points. Nice little flex play with you for you last week. 
Gus Edwards, not a great matchup this week versus the Colts, but he is the number one running back for the uh, Baltimore Ravens with no J.K. Dobbins. He is going to continue to get work, but the Colts have only give up, given up 157 ground yards in two games. It's only like 75 per game. And I told you to fire up James Cook, and look, I'm not going to tell you to fire up James Cook for the rest of the season because James Cook should be locked in your lineups every week. You're not going to catch any players that should be locked in your lineup every week in fire and ice. So this may be the last time you hear of James Cook as a fire pick. Get James Cook in your lineup. 17 rushes last week, 124 yards, four receptions for 36 yards. Got you almost 20 points. He's got the commanders this week. They don't, they're giving up 109 yards on the ground per, uh, per game. That's only through two games. So you're not really scared of that. James Cook is being used in the – passing attack too a couple little uh news and notes from around the league uh just some philosophical points that i want to make right here so this is a draft philosophical question here or a point that i want to make here this is why you're going to be glad that you're waiting on quarterback this season check this little nugget out we're only through two games here none of the quarterbacks that were drafted top 10 now this is adp yahoo espn the big the big guys none of the quarterbacks that were drafted in the top 10 have finished as high as the top four this season. There have been some top five finishes. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, the list goes on through ten guys. None of them have finished inside the top four this season. Now, is that going to change? Yes, it will. You will have some number one fantasy weeks by Patrick Mahomes. This is also why you wait on quarterback. Kirk Cousins, if I'm not mistaken, is like the second best quarterback in the league in the fantasy football league this year. What to do with uh, Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson? Neither one of those guys look good. Look, Justin Fields has not killed you, though. He's still gotten you about 15 points a game. If Justin Fields does the squeaky wheel gets the grease thing, he's going to start running this week. He basically came out and blamed the entire Bears organization for him playing like crap. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, Deshaun Watson has been running, and that's the only thing that's kept you afloat, and I say that very lightly. Deshaun Watson has not looked good. Look, Kirk Cousins, Anthony Richardson went healthy, Jared Goff, some other names out there. It's time to start kind of maybe um, not benching Deshaun Watson, but you're going to stream Deshaun Watson. Justin Fields, we're going to wait a couple weeks to find out. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier is exactly who I told you he was. He had the scores in week one. He didn't do anything in week two. He only uh, rushed the ball like four times, four or five times in week two. Look, Tyler Algier is a backup. We have to get Tyler Algier out of our flex consideration, assuming that he's just going to score touchdowns every week. Like I said, you don't want to chase touchdowns. When we come to bye weeks, is Tyler Algier going to be a suitable flex play for you? Sure. If he's a desperate situation, look, he's going to score. He's going to get the ball. But he's not an RB1 or 2 for you so far this season. Back to the New York Jets. Severely matchup dependent versus Aaron Rodgers. And the only one you're really going to start is Garrett Wilson. And what's to do with Puka Nakua? Puka Nakua, wide receiver number one through this early – Fantasy football season. Rookie of the year. Prospect. Puka Nakua. What do you do with him after Cooper Cup comes back? Well, look, we've seen Cooper Cup and Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, have success in this Rams offense as both fantasy starters. You're going to be able to do the same thing, we think, with Puka Nakua once um, Cooper Cup comes back. So keep Puka Nakua in your lineups. He's locked in there until Cooper Cup comes back. When Cooper Cup does come back, he's only going to drop to a wide receiver two or a flex play. All right, we got back. Thursday night football, that debacle. We're going to go through the injury report, and then, of course, we've got fire and ice for you. This is one dude with a fantasy on Sports Radio 99 The Game in the Odyssey app. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is One Dude with a Fantasy on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's a whole channel dedicated to nothing but fantasy. It's awesome. It's like a fantasy football. Fantasy. Fantasy. Fantasy, 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 football, fantasy, 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 football, fantasy. If you like football, then you like fantasy. Fantasy, football, fantasy. Hey! Sports Radio 99 The Game. Welcome back to one dude with a fantasy. That's how you let stuff breathe right there. Sometimes you have to let stuff breathe. <laughs> like a fantasy football fantasy. My name is Bo Johnson. I am that dude. This is a fantasy football show, and you're more than welcome to participate. Give us a shout. Phone line's open. 404-726-0929. My guy Garrett Chapman's over there on the wheels of steel, also manning the phone lines on the other side of the glass. You can also shoot us a text on the Solemn Brothers Diamond text line, it is the same number, 404-726-0929. You can shoot me your start-sit questions, your fire and ice questions. You can shoot me your philosophical fantasy football questions. This is a fantasy football show. we got two segments left, so let's keep rolling here. So Thursday night football, uh, not going to waste a whole lot of your time here. Nothing really to see. San Francisco 49ers are a great football team. The New York Giants are not. There you go. There's my analysis. Okay, Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things. Uh, 18 rushes, 85 yards, a touchdown, five receptions for 34 yards. Nothing to see here, folks, 23 points. Debo Samuel's an absolute beast, dragging folks all up and down the football field. On Thursday, 6 for 129. He got you 25 points. Brock Purdy was fine, 24 points. Daniel Jones. So – a lot of you out there that did wait on quarterback, and I, I express to you, Daniel Jones has a top four, four finish this season. Unfortunately, he's only had one out of three good games. Now, look, Daniel Jones has faced 
the two best defenses in the NFL through the first few weeks of the season. Am I making excuses for Daniel Jones? Yes, I am. But they're valid. Is Daniel Jones going to be an every week starter for you in fantasy football? Daniel Jones is a valid fantasy football asset, one, because of the value that you got because you probably draft him in like round 10, and two, because he runs. Now, Thursday, he ran the ball twice. This is not what we want to see out of Daniel Jones. Now, we assume that he ran the ball only twice because the pocket was collapsing on Daniel Jones every time the ball was snapped. We have no idea if there were ever some intentional runs or some planned runs in there. The Giants' offensive line is garbage. The Niners' front four is very, very, very good. Elite. So keep Daniel Jones on your team. Look, it's going to be hard to start him moving forward. He has already faced the best two defenses in the National Football League. He will face one of them again, being from the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. But you saw in week two when Daniel Jones was up against just a mediocre defense, he actually had a very good second half. First half wasn't all that great versus Arizona. Second half, he blew it up and ended up having a brilliant fantasy football week. At least on paper. Look, you don't have to watch all these games. All you have to do is look at the box score. So Daniel Jones is kind of going to be on your streaming radar if you're one of those people that draft. If you you waited until like round 10 to draft a quarterback, you probably drafted two anyway. You've got Anthony Richardson. Once Anthony Richardson gets back on the field, maybe a better start. But he's a good start for the same reason Daniel Jones is. He uses his legs. But he uses his legs a lot. Jared Goff, also somebody that may be on your team with Daniel Jones. Stream them. Versus, take whichever one uses the, has the better matchup. That's what we're going to do with Daniel Jones moving forward. As far as the rest of the, the New York Giants, Darren Waller is going to continue to be a tight end that you can start every week. He is one of those top five, six tight ends that you can start every week, and there is only five or six of them. The rest of it is just a nothingness landscape. Just a bunch of... Guys in the bucket are all the tight ends. I do have a neat one for you later on the show, though. Injury report. Nick Chubb out for the season. If you won your waiver wire in your league and you ended up with Jerome Ford, that is probably the best waiver wire pickup of this week. Cleveland Browns have come out and said that Jerome Ford is going to be the guy. Nick Chubb was signed. I mean, not Nick Chubb was signed. Kareem Hunt was signed. Nick Chubb's the hurt one. Kareem Hunt was signed by the Cleveland Browns. I'm not worried about uh, Kareem Hunt taking a lot of work away from Jerome Ford. Look, the Cleveland Browns are the ones that let Kareem Hunt go in favor of Nick Ford in the per- first place. Kareem Hunt went as an undraft or not an undraft. He went as an unsigned free agent into the first two weeks of the season for a reason. He has depth only until we see otherwise for the Cleveland Browns. Now look, temper your expectations this week with Jerome Ford. He does have a tough matchup versus the Tennessee Titans, if I'm not mistaken. We'll, we'll see more of Jerome Ford when we get to our ice segment. Temper your expectations this week, but be glad that you did land Jerome Ford, especially if you were the Nick Chubb owner. All right, already ruled out for week three. Anthony Richardson, Austin Eckler, Anthony Richardson again, uh, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Zay Jones, Odell Beckham, and Justice Hill already ruled out for week three. We're going to run down some other – we got a phone call? We got somebody on the phone line here. Let's see who it is. What's up, Chief? What you got for me this week? What's happening, Chief? Well, Chief, I, I, I tell you, I, I got this Kansas City defense, and I got um, the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, Philadelphia, like they're playing Tampa Bay Monday night, and they're on the road. So um, I'm quite sure Kansas City defense should be my best play, but I don't know. Maybe Chicago might be a little um, 
you know, hyped up since all the controversy this week. So what do you think? Yeah, man. So I, who I would go with here is the Eagles because they are a top three defense in the NFL. Behind the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys, it's probably the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I love their – I love their – that they can take the ball away. Baker Mayfield will fling the ball all over the place, and he will throw interceptions. All right, now, will the Bucks put up points on the Eagles? Maybe. Look, but the Kansas City Chiefs are not a bad play either. That's the thing about defenses in fantasy football and why I'm not a huge fan. I'm more of an individual defensive player type person. Uh-huh. It takes turnovers to, for DSTs, for defense and special teams, to score points. You can't ever wager on a return kick for a touchdown. Of course, those are always nice. And it's hard to wager on a defensive touchdown. Will both of these quarterbacks turn the ball over? Yes. Are they both good plays? They really are because Justin Fields does not look good through two games this season. I would go with Philly. If you want to flip a coin, you can flip a coin, Chief. They're both going to be pretty solid plays. You know, you want the touchdown. You're never sure where it's going to come from. I'll take Philly here just because of their defensive pedigree. All right, Chief. Thanks for calling, Chief. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to run down this injury report real fast. Yeah, give us a shout. 404-726-0929. This is a fantasy football show that you can't participate in. Uh, Joe Burrow, limited practice on Friday. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. He was dealing still with a calf injury out of the game in week two. Limited practice on Friday. This is going to be a game-time decision. Now, look, Joe Burrow plays Monday night. He, we have two Monday night football games this week. Joe Burrow plays Monday night, so you need to make a decision as far as who you're going to play if Joe Burrow does not play. He's going to be a game-time decision. Look, he wants to be on the field. The Bengals want him on the field. I would go look and see if Matt Stafford's available. My number two option would be Baker Mayfield. If either one of those guys are available, just put them on your team in the event that Joe Burrow doesn't play. At least you, your week should not be lost by starting either one of those guys. Christian Watson held out of practice on Thursday. Does not look like he's going to play. He is uh, questionable. Probably going to be a game-time decision. Aaron Jones out of the same game. Limited practice on Thursday. Um, hamstring, he's questionable. Probably going to be a game-time decision as well. There will be more practice reports released today, so make sure you follow up on those. Jair Alexander on this out of the same game had an injury crop up on Friday. He was added to the injury report on Friday for the Green Bay Packers. The only reason why I bring this up, because if you're fading, and you probably aren't, Chris Olave for the New Orleans Saints was going to have Jair Alexander all game. I don't have this as a good DFS play. You're never going to bench Chris Olave. But I don't have Chris Olave as a good DFS play, and that was only because of Jair Alexander. Pay attention to this one. If Jair Alexander does not play, Chris Olave probably pays off whatever you have to pay for him in DFS. Kadarius Toney, look, you're not starting Kadarius Toney, although he did have a double-digit fantasy week last week, but he missed practice Wednesday and Thursday, limited on Friday with a toe. Look, you can throw multiple coins and flip multiple coins for who's going to score on a weekly basis for the Kansas City Chiefs as far as pass catchers go. I stay away from all of them. But if there's one that I think is going to pop later on the season, it is Kadarius Toney. So and on that same team, Isaiah Pacheco, limited Thursday and Friday with a hammy. He is questionable as well. Puka Nakua, limited Friday. He has that oblique injury. He is expected to play. If you have Puka Nakua, he's one of the Monday night football games. Go out and get Tutu Atwell. Put Puka Nakua in your flex. If you can, head it into Monday night. Maybe you can play Tyler Higby. Another name out of Monday night football games for wide receivers that's probably out there is Tyler Boyd. Is Tyler Boyd going to pay off for you like Puka would? Probably not. But look, Tyler Boyd's a number three receiver on one of the most pass potent offenses in the NFL with a healthy Joe Burrow. With an unhealthy Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd might be derailed a little bit. 
Going to go back out to the phone lines and uh, holler at Adam real fast. Adam, what you got for me? Hey, buddy, I got two questions for you, one for running back and one for QB. Shoot. So at running back, I have Alexander Madison and Joshua Kelly. Both great matchups. I yep. don't know which one to start. Well, so, look, th- this is a tough one because they both got great matchups. Josh Kelly did not look good last week. Alexander Madison hadn't looked good this week or uh, through two weeks. I'm going to go ahead and send out a spoiler right quick, though, for uh, Fire and Ice. I'm going to give you an early one here. I actually have Josh Kelly as a fire pick this year uh, because the Minnesota Vikings defense has given up 330 yards on the ground thus far. Um, So I would probably go Josh Kelly. Alexander Madison, I think, is headed for a better week as well. I'm going to give Josh Kelly one more week, though, just because of the matchup alone. What was your quarterback question for me? Quarterback is Deshaun Watson and Geno Smith. Uh, I'm going Geno there, man. Deshaun Watson has not looked good. He's actually looked very much disheveled. The 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 uh, Carolina Panthers do not have a good defense, man. They are uh, they are actually pretty pretty bad. I'd tell you to start uh, DK. I'll tell you to start Tyler Lockett this week. I love them both. I'm going Geno there. Love yeah, Geno Smith as a DFS. If you play DraftKings or FanDuel, I love Geno Smith this week as a DFS play as well. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate you. All right, as we make our way down this injury report, so uh, Jalen Waddle, limited Friday in concussion protocol. Pay attention, pay very close attention to this one. Jalen Waddle is one of those Monday night football games as well. I already gave you some wide receivers you can go look at there. Um, or no, Jalen Waddle's not a Monday night football. It's Devontae Smith who the next person is on the injury report here. Limited Friday with a hammy. Uh, if you're looking for some other guys on the Eagles, Quez Watkins would be the guy that would step in there for him. Hopefully you have a better option there. Uh, Alimadeus Zacchaeus, ex-Falcon Falcon is also on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But look, if you have Devontae Smith and you're rolling into uh, Monday Night Football, I'm going to play Quez Watkins over anybody else on the Eagles, but I'm going to look for somebody like Tyler Boyd or one of the uh, Tutu Atwell that I'm going to play way before I'm going to play probably Quez Watkins. Uh, DK Metcalf, full practice on Friday with a rib injury. He is questionable. He is probably going to play. Nuke Hopkins, limited on Friday. He is questionable as well. Probably a game-time decision there. And the game everybody in the Atlanta market is looking forward to, Lions-Eagles, your injury report from this game, Amon Ross St. Brown, full participant in on Friday's practice with a toe injury. He is likely to play, but he's still listed questionable. David Montgomery, no practice on Friday. He is questionable. He's probably not going to play so you're going to want to um, fire up Jameer Gibbs there. He is not going to be used in the uh, Dave Montgomery role, but he probably will have more catches. He's already being used as a pretty big component in the pass game. And then Josh Reynolds, wide receiver for the – number two wide receiver for the Detroit Lions is also questionable, but he did practice in full on Friday. As far as the Falcons go, Pretty much everybody's healthy that you're going to play in fantasy football, so continue to roll those guys out. All right, we got one more segment on the other side of this break. We're going to roll through some fire and ice when we come back. This is one dude with a fantasy. we got one more segment for you to give us a shout, too, if you need some fantasy football questions. This whole show will be available later on the Odyssey app for those of you that are sleeping in this morning. This is Bo Johnson, one dude with a fantasy, Sports Radio 99 to go. 99 the game in the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, it's time for Fire and Ice. Which players are on fire? Which players you should put on ice? On One Dude with a Fantasy, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 99 of the game. Welcome back to One Dude with a Fantasy. It is that time. It's time for Fire and Ice. About 10 minutes left here, so still time for you to give us a shout. 404-726-0929. That is also the number of the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. On fire this week. Gus Edwards versus the Colts. Look, the Colts have a pretty good rush defense. Not a great matchup. Justice Hill has already been ruled out for this game for the Baltimore Ravens, which leaves Gus Edwards as being the only girl in the bar. Sometimes when there's only one girl left in the bar, the choice is easy, folks. All right, 10 rushes last week with Justice Hill in the game. This will increase. The Baltimore Ravens want to be a running team. That gives Gus Edwards a lot of value. Gus Edwards should not disappoint this week. Raheem Mostert. For the Miami Dolphins versus the Denver Broncos, 18 rushes for 121 yards last week and two touchdowns. This is going to continue. Devon Achain, only five offensive snaps last year. There's only two running backs still in Miami. They started the training camp with four. Now they're down to two. Don't know how much longer Raheem Mostert's going to be on the field for you as he does have some history. I hate the word injury history, but he does have that on paper. Not that any of them are related, but Raheem Mostert. Continue to fire him up. He's a good player, and the Miami Dolphins stretch the field with those two speedy wide receivers they have. So that leaves some uh, some lanes open for Raheem Mostert. All right, I had the question earlier, Josh Kelly versus Alexander Madison. Look, fire both of them up if given the option. If you need a flex play, you can play either one of these guys. And if I'm not mistaken, they're playing each other. Chargers D has given up just over 100 yards per game on the ground. The Minnesota Vikings just traded for Cam Akers, but he's not going to be a threat to Alexander Madison, at least not this week. Uh, If Alexander Madison doesn't get off the schneid, though, I don't know, maybe Cam Akers gets some run next week. I do love a bounce back for Alexander Madison this week, but in answering the question one or the other, I'm going to go with Josh Kelly there. I think that since the the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers pass defense is so leaky that the Minnesota Vikings may get up in this game and then just run the heck out of the ball in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how that works. Uh, K.J. Osborne on that same note, on that same team, Minnesota Vikings, six targets in each of his first two games. He's had three receptions in each. He does pace Jordan Addison for wide receiver two on the Minnesota Vikings, although it has been Jordan Addison that has scored the touchdowns. I like them both actually this week. This. I still want to say San Diego again. The Los Angeles Chargers have given up 666 air yards in two games, most in the NFL. I was told there'd be no math, but I think that one equates to 333 yards a game. That's a lot. Fire up KJ Osborne. Zay Flowers versus the Colts. Colts, Odell Beckham Jr. has been ruled out of this game with an ankle injury. Look, I love seeing Odell on the floor, on the, on the field. I hope that he does not have the Kim Kardashian curse as that has been rumored 
that Odell Beckham and Kim Kardashian are seeing each other. The Kardashians wreck athletes' lives, OBJ. Stay away, please. Stay away. Fire up Zay Flowers, though. Look, nine receptions in week one. He only had four last week, but Beckham was active last week. The Colts were the sixth worst team in the league in air yards allowed with 574 yards in two games. Nico Collins. How many times do I have to keep sitting here beating the drum for Nico Collins? He is the number one receiver on one of the crappiest teams in the league with one of the crappiest defenses, which means they got to throw the ball a lot. Collins has 20 freaking targets through two games with six games in game one, or six receptions in game one, seven in game two. Jacksonville is bottom third in the league in air yards allowed. Fire up Nico Collins there. All right, none of y'all are going to want to hear this one or my next couple, as a matter of fact. But look, you can talk all the smack you want about the team, but you can't talk smack about the production or the results on the football field. I'm talking about Michael Thomas here with the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas had eight targets in week one, nine targets in week two. He had five receptions in week one, seven receptions in week two. He's eclipsed the 50-yard mark in both games. That's over 10 points right there. He has not found the end zone yet. That will change. Michael Thomas is going to be in my lineup. Look, he can be the number one receiver. He can be the number two receiver for the Saints. He is always going to haul in a bunch of catches. In a PPR league, that is super valuable. Fire up Mike Thomas versus the Packers. Already let you know earlier about Jair Alexander. Might not play in this game. So if neither of the receivers have to worry about Jair Alexander, do you know, did either of y'all know, did the city or all the listeners know out there there is one team in the NFL that has not dropped a pass yet through the 2023 NFL season? Two games, that's the New Orleans Saints. Not, none of the three wide receivers have dropped a pass. This, that, hey, look, that's valuable. Throw the ball, catch the ball. All right, here's one that's a gut call out of that same game. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I'll tell you why on all of them. Taysom Hill as a tight end versus the Green Bay Packers. I emphasize tight end because you don't want to start Taysom Hill in a quarterback position. I don't even think he's eligible there in a lot of leagues anymore. He is eligible as a tight end. All right, look. No Jamal Anderson. No Alvin Kamara for another week. This is the NFL debut for Kendra Miller. Get to him in a second. There's about six tight ends that you can trust in the National Football League. There are three tight ends that are averaging over 15 points a game through three games. Hawkinson, Henry, Andrews. The rest of it's just a landscape of nothingness. It's just a bunch of guys that are averaging right around from eight points to 12 points. That's like 10 guys. All right, plug Taysom Hill in as a tight end this week. He will rush the ball a couple of times. He gets goal line work. If my tight end is going to have a chance of getting a goal line carry and scoring a touchdown, that's what you want right there, right? The number two tight end thus far in fantasy football, two games, I'm well aware. 73% owned in Yahoo leagues, 58% owned in ESPN leagues. This is the number two tight end thus far in fantasy football. This is what this is a, one of the reasons why the like the tight end position is being is, is slept on because nobody is good as far as fantasy football goes. A lot of these guys are good and they're great human beings, but not a lot of them are productive in fantasy football. That's Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is the most productive number. He's the number two tight end thus far in fantasy football. He is available in twenty. 7% of Yahoo leagues and 42% of ESPN leagues. So go look, see if he's out there. That's just an example. Look, you're rolling the dice with any tight end. You might as well play Taysom Hill. And then a great DFS play this week, Kendra Miller versus the Packers. 
season debut, so you don't want you know you don't want to put a whole lot of money into that bank or eggs in that chicken to be hatched or whatever that saying is. But Green Bay has given up 333 ground yards through two games. There's no Kamara, no Williams. Fire up Kendra Miller. If you need to, put him in your flex spot this week because you've got injuries. Go ahead and do that too. We don't know what he's going to do, but he is a, a, a great DFS steal uh, if you play DFS. On to our ice guys. These are you guys that you're going to ice this week or at least lower expectations. Jerome Ford for the Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans. He's the number one waiver wire ad this week. Congratulations if you got him. He just has a bad matchup this week. Just temper your expectations. Tennessee Titans have only given up 130 ground yards through two games. That's like 60-something per game. That's not a lot. They're the number three rush defense in the NFL through two games. Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags, also a pretty good rush defense, have only are only giving up 83 ground yards per game. Houston will have to throw a lot, a lot to keep up with Jacksonville. I do think it's a bounce-back week for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a bounce-back week for the Jacksonville receivers. There's no Christian Kirk. Zay Jones is going to be a sneaky little DFS play uh, for you this week as well. Hollywood Brown. As tasty of a matchup this looks like, like I actually told Abe Gordon when we were in the studio, as most of you know, he is the brains and I'm the brawn behind the midday show with Andy and Randy. We're sitting in the studio yesterday, just yesterday talking, when the news rolls out about our guy Diggs in Dallas, out for the season, cornerback. I'm like, all right, fire up Marquise Hollywood Brown. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep up with the Dallas Cowboys, but not so fast, my friend, because the Dallas Cowboys still have Steph Gilmore. Look, the Dallas Cowboys are probably going to roll all over the Arizona Cardinals this week. I don't want any of James Conner. I don't want any of Marquise Brown. I'm staying away from them altogether. Gilmore shadows, and he's probably going to shadow Brown, who plays mostly on the perimeter, so there you go. Rashad White, our darling from last week. Rashad White's playing the Eagles. The Eagles, this is a horrible matchup for Rashad White. The Eagles are only giving up 104 ground yards per game. This is a Monday night football game, if I'm not mistaken. Look, if you if you have Rashad White, you don't have any other options. He is still the guy in Tampa. He may find the end zone. That might save you. I just don't think he's going to have a very productive game on the ground with what his 15 to 20 touches that he's going to get. So Rashad White, lower expectations versus the Eagles. Terry McLaurin versus the Bills. Terry McLaurin's going to draw Trey White. Trey White's coming off an ACL injury, but he has looked good thus far. The Buffalo Bills are giving up the sixth fewest fantasy football their fantasy points to wide receivers. I don't like Terry McLaurin this week versus the Bills. And Terry McLaurin, I don't know what the deal is. He only has 10 targets through two games. I do expect that to change and for that to pick up. Has not been great. Other uh, other guys to avoid in DFS because of matchups. If you go digging around on the ESPN website and you are an ESPN Plus subscriber, ESPN's Mike Clay puts out a report where he basically gives you the cornerbacks that are going to shadow wide receivers throughout the week. All right, I use that in my DFS plays because if a wide receiver that costs a lot of money is going up against a great corner, he can still have a good game, but that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm going to pay up for him in DFS. All right, my expectations are going to be way lower, and I'm going to look for value elsewhere. DJ Moore versus the Chiefs. That's Legereus Sneed on the other side of DJ Moore. He is going to shadow DJ Moore in this matchup. 
Tyreek Hill. Look, I'm not saying bench Tyreek Hill. I'm just saying I'm not going to play Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to pay like the $7,000 he's going to cost in DraftKings. He's going to get Pat Sertan the second. Pat Sertan is a very good cornerback for the Denver Broncos. Garrett Wilson versus the Pats. Pat's going to have Christian Gonzalez. You're, gonna, you're not going to bench Garrett Wilson. He is a very talented guy. He may turn two receptions into another 80 yards and a touchdown this week. So, But I'm not playing him in DFS. Christian Gonzalez is a bright young corner rookie for the New England Patriots. A.J. Brown versus the Bucks. He's going to draw Carlton Davis. Not paying up for him in uh, DraftKings or uh, what's the other one? FanDuel. Any DFS. And then Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They're going to draw Slay and Bradbury. So temper your Monday night football expectations. But I'm not benching either guy in weekly fantasy football. Just temper your expectations. All right. Brave predictions at the beginning of the season. I don't know where Abe went, but Garrett, you can uh, you can tell me your, your thoughts on this. Uh, already got permission from Eric Slaughter because he was a producer last week of one dude with a fantasy. So if you don't like it, I don't know. I guess I got two words for you. Um, my One of my brave predictions in week one was that Garrett Wilson is going to finish his wide receiver one. Not too brave of a prediction, but then Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. Yeah, it's Eric Slaughter last week allowed me to amend this brave prediction. Okay, that's fair. That's Based fair. on the fact that Aaron Rodgers, look, Garrett Wilson ain't finishing as wide receiver one. Garrett Wilson may not finish in the top ten with Zach Wilson behind the. I've amended that brave prediction. My brave prediction: Amon Ross St. Brown, the Sun God, will finish. The 2023 fantasy football season as wide receiver numero uno. Brave predictions. Garrett, what say you? I think it's a fine pick. Yeah. You want to throw the ball. Not likely you also, to happen because there's a lot the of great guys out there, but. Yeah. I mean, you add in the fact that uh, he's really the he's the number one guy. Who's the number one, number two guy this week Josh for them? Sam Laporta. Reynolds. Oh, Laporta, as far as pass catchers? Yes. Yeah, Laporta probably is. He's had like or 10 Or Gibbs. Like, no, Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown is the dude yep. right now. And they and they they have a pretty potent passing attack and, and just offensive offense in general. So yeah. should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Look, I'm on, on Ross St. Brown, the Sun God. Brave prediction finishes wide receiver one. Look, I got to go. Hit me up on Twitter. You can hit up this show on the Odyssey app later. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jedi Sports Radio for all your fantasy football questions. I'll be posting these fire and ice picks on Twitter as well. That's been it for, uh, for us. Thank you, Garrett Chapman, very much. Thank you to the callers. See you all next week, next Saturday, 7 a.m. This is One Dude with a Fantasy on Sports Radio 1990 Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.